I'm John Caldera, president of Independence Institute. Sherry Pipe is a reporter with CompleteColorado.com and perhaps the only reporter in Colorado chronicling all the new gun control ordinances exploding around the state. This is the audio version of our television program, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Ever since the governor signed a law ending statewide preemption against gun control, cities all over the state have been popping up with new gun regulations and it's been spreading like a wildfire. There's one place you can go that's been keeping an eye on it. That's CompleteColorado.com. This woman has been leading the charge on reporting it all. Sherry Pipe from Complete Colorado. Thanks for being here. Hello, anytime. All right, so you've been the one basically keeping a catalog of this ridiculous outbreak of gun control legislation, which was to be expected as soon as they signed the bill. What, what, when did this happen, by the way? So the preemption law was signed into law in 2021, and local governments started being allowed to uh, put in place their own laws concerning gun restriction last year, so long as that restriction was more restrictive than current state laws, because local control is only local control when it's more restrictive, not right, less restrictive. Stop, stop there, because I mean, this, this one, and I've, I've gone around about with the governor on this one. And when he, he, he calls this local control. And it's not local control. Local control means that localities can control their own gun laws. But it only goes in one direction, which is localities can add to the state gun laws. They cannot subtract from the state gun laws. So, for instance, the state has a limitation on gun magazines. They can only be 15 rounds or less. So Lyman can't say, no, we'll allow up to 30 rounds, but they can say, no, we're going to limit it to 10 rounds, and that's fine. That's not local control. It's a local ratchet. So it, it's just insulting to our intelligence. Say what it is. It is local extra restrictions on our gun rights, not local control. And I just found that so infuriating. And what it is is to create a patchwork of gun laws exactly. so that in the future the state can come over as uh, and go, you know, it's just a patchwork of gun laws. You cross the street and you don't know if you're a criminal or not. So let's have a statewide ban on so-called assault weapons or reduce the um, um, magazine limit or, or whatever it is. Who, who are among the first to do this? Everybody in Boulder County. I know. I know that, surpri I, I, I know that surprises you, what John. What a shock! I know that surprises you. My uh, hometown. Yes, um, the city of Boulder, the county of Boulder, Louisville, Superior, um, uh, all of those communities that are within that Boulder that Boulder area were among the first. And Edgewater as well has joined um, in. Broom, uh, Broomfield is now part of the group. There was. It started off with a a group of folks out of the Boulder County area trying to bring in a lot of the metro area communities with them. We did a story on Edgewater City Councilwoman Hannah Gay Cayo, 
working directly with other city council members from across the the metro Broomfield uh, Boulder area, trying to get everybody on board so that they could all have the same laws. You're telling me, I'm surprised, shocked I tell you, that this is a coordinated effort across all these city borders to try to get identical or close to identical gun legislation across. So it's not really a homegrown effort to get gun control legislation, gun restrictions uh, at different levels. But obviously this is, I'm assuming, a Bloomberg-backed plan to to get, get all this stuff done. There is no doubt. The one thing that has remained constant in all of this has been Moms Demand Action and Every Town for Gun Safety, the Giffords Organization. They have both funded by Bloomberg. Both dollars. funded by Bloomberg dollars. They have been coming into all of the communities with their preset list of regulations that they want to give out, and explaining how it happens and giving the presentations. They have basically controlled. Um, in fact, Colorado ceasefire was real heavy into it early on, and they did all kinds of presentations, especially in Edgewater. Uh, explaining how the regulations would work, what they needed to do, how they needed to look. This wasn't being put on by experts. This was being put on by national organizations designed to curtail the Second Amendment. Explain Edgewater. Now, Edgewater is a little island nation, if I recall. It's surrounded by Denver all the way around. It's a, right. it's a donut hole surrounded by, by Denver. It is its own little tiny, tiny little place. Uh, I remember before statewide preemption was created. And it was, it was awful because you would cross through Denver and Denver would have its own crazy ordinances and you didn't know if you were, if you were breaking the law. So you could be pulled over on the way to the gun range and you could have your gun confiscated, which is why preemption was created. Governor Polis is not bad personally on gun rights. When he was a congressman, he was not one of the gun grabbers. But when he became governor, he was pulled to the left and he, and he could not stand up to the anti-gun left. This, my reading of it was, he had to do something to placate the anti-gun left. And so, in a real Pontius Pilate kind of move of washing my hands from it, he just said, well, we'll just, I'll, I'll allow localities to, to go and take away gun rights. And that way, we'll call it local control, which I just find to be a, a, just a terrible bit of leadership, not, not doing it himself. And now it's happening throughout the state. So go, go back to, to Edgewater. It looked like, it looked like it was going to happen, and then it looked like it, pulled back. Why? Well, so Edgewater, you're it was right. Your, it was your reporting, too, that, that I, did I, it. I, and thank you. Um, I like to, I'd like to think of it that way. Edgewater, you're right. It's this tiny little, I think they have about 5,000 people in this tiny little town that's surrounded on all sides of it by bigger metropolitan communities, but they get swallowed up. Nobody pays any attention. Nobody notices what's happening in Edgewater. And I think that's why it started there. Because if Edgewater, because initially Edgewater had a laundry list of things they were going to do. They were going to ban guns in movie theaters, guns in grocery stores, guns in, in parks. It was going to take the legal age. Concealed carry concealed permits. Concealed carry permits, excuse me, yes. They were going to um, take the age up to 21 in order to purchase a hand, uh, long gun. 
they were going to have 10-day waiting periods. They had a, a laundry list of items, unbelievable. In the end, all Edgewater ended up with was an open carry ban. They scrapped all of the rest of them and left only the open carry in place. I think what happened was Edgewater, like I said, is a small community that gets lost. Nobody pays any attention. And I think the initial design was, let's get it in Edgewater, get it through Edgewater. Nobody will be the wiser of it. Nobody will know what happened. And then all these other communities can start popping up around it and saying, well, Edgewater did it. If Edgewater can do it, we should do it because nobody knows so was, where Edgewater was, begins and where it ends. It's fruit. Let's just go mm -hmm. there. It's Edgewater. There's no paper. There's no reporting. There's no nothing. Right. We'll put it on the agenda, pass it through, something really huge, except they didn't expect this this reporter for Complete Colorado to go, oh, wait a second, what is, what is this? It got onto Complete. What happened once it got on Complete Colorado? It blew up. Um, everybody started picking up on it and people started complaining. And the local gun, uh, uh, the I think there's two gun stores inside Edgewater. Those owners took to it. Um, several other organizations in, embarked their folks out on it. And eventually the Edgewater City Council was just overwhelmed with with um, talk and communication from their constituents that they pulled back on everything except for the open carry. And the you open carry is all that was left in place. You, you, you think about, when you say open carry, this is, uh, it was a ban on people carrying guns, not concealed, right. but out in the open. So uh, from a ban on almost everything, um, ridiculous stuff to a ban on just carrying your gun out in the open. You think about the arrogance of passing a law without any sort of due process, without letting the people know, without letting the people it's going to affect know and have a say in it. I understand people have different opinions on this, but is this really how we're going to, to do things in Colorado now in, in smoky black rooms and try to, uh, or dark rooms and, and push it through without people knowing about it? It's just, it's just, distasteful. There, there are certain topics, and the Second Amendment being one of them, that are very contentious. And these guys get elected into office, and they don't understand that once they're elected, they become accountable to the people that elected them. And when people get upset and they go to these meetings, and you see it in school boards all the time, where they get upset and they get passionate and they yell at the board, then everybody starts getting concerned. And so, yeah, a lot of things are tried to um, they don't want to do things as openly or they don't want to do things as uh, brashly, I guess, I don't know what the word is, as they have in the past because they don't want, it's not just a matter of Edgewater people coming to Edgewater and saying, I don't want this. It's a matter of it's outsiders everybody coming outsiders in. coming in and saying, coming I don't in. want this. It's, mm -hmm. it's time for people outside Bloomberg to come in. Get some people right. in, in Edgewater to go and say we're doing this. So in Boulder, being a criminal in Boulder for having the wrong types of guns, and, and I, I want to make it clear, I used to be like these folks. <laughs> I understand it. I used to be an anti-gunner. I used to have the same phobia about guns. So I, I really do get where they're coming from. It took me years to get over my fear of guns. Uh, I used to give money to anti-gun groups, very much like uh, like the ones there. It was the Brady campaign, actually. It was uh, Handgun Control, Inc., was what what I used to get, send checks to. And I, I wanted them gone. You know, I, they're, they're swastikas, they're symbols, right. they're awful. 
it takes a long time to challenge your premises on this and work through the fear and go through this. And if it wasn't for some, some people who spent the time to challenge all my assumptions, I never would have got to where I am now right. as, a, as a proud gun owner. And it, I, I get it. I really do get it. But now as a gun owner, I find this stuff so offensive and I find it so hateful. I mean, really, truly bigoted and hateful. So living in, in Boulder, where all the buildings have things like diversity and tolerance and acceptance, where if I was Muslim or if I was a migrant or if I, uh, if I was part of the LGBT crowd or if I was trans, man, there would be systems to support me. But as a gun owner, it's very clear. They don't want me in the town. I'm not welcome there. And they make it very, very clear. And I think about the places in Colorado that people have been gunned down. And they have been in churches. They have been in stores. They have been in theaters. And then I look at where they have now banned concealed carry, and they are in those exact places, mm -hmm. which have been in houses of worship, mm -hmm. in stores, in theaters. And I look at the places where people have used their concealed weapons legally to stop shootings, and they have been in those very places. And I'm wondering, do they understand that they are stopping people from defending their own lives. I don't think they get it. Well, it's it's so emotional, and I think there's two things that come out of what you just said there. And I'll look to Broomfield, who is the most recent, um, the city and county of Broomfield is the most recent entity to 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 do this. And one of the things that came out of their discussions was some of the irrational thoughts that people have when they discuss these laws. Um, one of them was surrounding the purchase of a weapon. One of the topics that Broomfield ended up tabling was a 10-day waiting period that also came along with an education requirement before you bought a gun. So if you were going to buy any, any of these guns inside the city of Broomfield, you would first have to wait 10 days from the time you turned in your application until you could pick that gun up. But before you could pick that gun up, you would have to prove that you had received some sort of education in training on this, on this gun. The purpose of the laws is to stop mass shootings, but the woman who wants the education piece added to the purchase of the gun is unable to, to articulate how knowing how to shoot a gun properly will stop a mass, a mass destruction <coughs> episode, excuse me. But she's unable to articulate how just because you know how to shoot a gun is going to keep you from some sort of criminal method. And this is, this is behind a lot of these laws. There is so much irrational thought when it goes into these laws. It, it's, it's all emotional. It is 100% emotional. If you take a look at the last story that I just did, one of the bills that's coming down the pike on the state level, they're calling it the the, I think it's the Mass Shooting Prevention Act of 2023. How can you even put a title on a bill that says the Mass Shooting Prevention Act? You're telling Coloradans that if this bill goes into place, you are going to prevent mass shootings. 
it's it's 100% emotional. Back to Broomfield. One of the interesting things that came out of that is the city and county of Broomfield itself did a, did a study on shootings and incidences, suicides, everything that had happened, gun violence in Broomfield, I think since like 2017. And interestingly enough, out of every single incident that involved a gun in Broomfield since 2017, not one of those guns had been purchased in the city and county of Broomfield. So when you look at one of the pieces of legislation that they wanted to do, which was stop the transfer of guns to anybody under 21 or require a 10-day waiting period or require the education piece, so much of what came up was Shields and, and all these other places are just a block or two down the road in Westminster and Thornton and all the areas around there okay, so I have to wait 10 days to get a gun if I buy it from my local gun dealer in Broomfield, so I'm just going to go run down to Westminster and buy it instead and bring it back because legally I still can. And that was the point that Broomfield wasn't even getting itself. Not one single gun used in a Broomfield incident in six years had been purchased inside the city of Broomfield. And it gets back to the larger strategy, as if, as if we can't see this. So Polis caves to his left. Polis understands gun rights. He has, he always has, but he cannot stand up to his left. So the libertarian um, gun rights activist, the one that uh, Reason Magazine said, the most libertarian governor in the country, said, uh, caves in, and now Coloradans are losing their Second Amendment rights all over the state. But it's obviously part of a pretty well-structured plan. So to create this patchwork of crazy laws, knowing full well that somebody in Broomfield doesn't want to wait 10 days, who would? So they're just going to go to the next town over and purchase their gun there. And by the way, people shop around as they should and get a better price, get a better deal, whatever it is. At some point, you know, they know that's going to happen. So they'll say, this is why we need a statewide law that has a, they'll call it a cooling off period. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder how many things that, that they would say this, the same thing to. If, if someone on the religious right said, you know, we need a cooling off period for abortion because you know, maybe a young woman needs to think about this before she, she ends a, a potential life. And therefore, they, we just need a cooling off period of, of a couple of days uh, to, to think about that. And I, I wonder if the same logic would apply. And, nope. and it wouldn't, even though, wait a second, how about if we allow local control for this issue? So that in Colorado Springs or in, you know, Fountain or in some other smaller places, uh, they could put in restrictions saying, oh, we're going to have a 10-day cooling off period, saying that no, no abortions here could be had for, for a week or so, you know, just to cool down. It's, it's a simple thing. Well, the reproductive rights community would say, this is obviously a ploy. We right. know what's going on. And while the, the anti-abortionists would go, oh, heavens to Betsy, no, that's not what we're doing. We would all know it. And it's exactly the same thing here. Right. And so anyone who says differently, 
It's, it's, it's a lie. Well, and I think one of the city council members for Broomfield the other night said it best. Even if the state comes in and puts in all of these, well, and in fact, the city manager for Broomfield said, and I don't know if it was a Freudian slip and we weren't supposed to hear about it, or if it's well known. I mean, we know that there's bills out there already. But what she actually said was she is aware of at least a dozen bills that at some point will get dropped in the state legislature this year that will cover everything Broomfield wants it to cover. So if that's the case, you've got 10-day waiting, waiting periods coming down. You've got trans, the sale of uh, long guns to anyone under 18 will go away. They'll have to be 21. You will have education pieces added to the purchase of a gun. But that being said, even if the state put all 12 of those in effect, A, the governor would have to sign them. And that's going to be the first thing. Is the governor going to be willing to sign all these? Because that was the whole purpose behind local control to begin with. But B, the bigger issue is it'll still be patchwork because people who live in Denver are, are 120 miles from the Wyoming border. People who live in Pueblo are a couple hours from the New Mexico border. It will still be a patchwork of laws because if you don't want to wait 10 days to purchase a gun in the state of Colorado, you can drive up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, or you can drive down to Raton, New Mexico. He said it best in these laws will never be effective until they're on the federal level. So what you just said, I think you take it that, that further step, one step further, that's the ultimate end goal. Agreed. Although that's the case for long guns, if I understand it, and this is a Dave Copel kind of questions, for handguns, uh, you can't buy those out of state, right? Legally, right. So if you want to, if you want to buy your AR in Kansas, you sure can, but you still can't buy your Glock in Kansas unless you're. A, um, Kansas but that's resident. all they're looking at, you know, with all these, uh, the, all these assault rifles that they that they want to ban. You know, right. that's what we're talking about. Or, or the magazines, right? You know, right. And I remember in twenty. 13, the promise was, oh, we're not banning any guns. We're not banning any guns at all. Uh, we're just banning the magazines. You can still buy all the guns. And it was so clever. And for people who don't understand guns, and I was this guy, I was this guy, you could say, oh, well, that makes sense. We just want limited magazines. But the problem is, when you take away the magazines, you take away the guns. It's like selling a toy and saying, but you can't have the batteries. Well, you need the magazines for the guns to work. And certain guns, if they don't have the magazines, right. they can't work. For instance, I think of a Springfield XD, beautiful gun. Well, the smallest magazine is a 16 round. Right. I've got a list of the dozens of guns now that the manufacturer of the gun doesn't make a 15 or smaller round for it. So. Since 2013, there are dozens of guns that are effectively banned in mm -hmm. Colorado. Mm -hmm. But they said, they promised, they said with a straight face, we're not banning any guns here. Right. And of course, it's a bald-faced lie. They knew exactly what they were doing, knowing full well that they were banning guns. And they were. Well, and if you look at this, um, and there's, there's, there's even another side to all of this. If you look at this mass... Shooter Prevention Act that the state wants to put in, it is banning an entire class of weapon. It is going to ban 
literally the entire class of semi-automatic weapons. That is not just your long guns, it's also your pistols, it's also your shotguns, it's the entire class. When you do that... You become New Zealand. And let's talk about our hunting industry. We brag about our mountains and our Colorado and our open outdoors and all of the activities that we offer in Colorado. We have just effectively alienated ourselves away from all of the hunters that pour into this state every year because they will no longer be able to use the weapons that they would use otherwise. For, for people who don't know, and this is what's so silly, I remember, I remember Congresswoman um, Diana DeGette when, when somebody asked, well, what are you gonna do? She had a bill to outlaw um, magazines over 10 rounds or something. And someone asked, what are you gonna do with all, all the magazines that are out there? Pretty logical question. She said, well, once you, know, once you shoot them, um, you know, then, then they'll be used up. And this was a, this was a this bait, this was a, a conversation the Denver Post had at their, their theater back when they had a building at downtown. And people were just aghast. Now, I, I get it. Uh, and I, I get it if you don't get this. If you're not a, if you don't know anything about guns, you wouldn't know that a magazine is like a Pez dispenser, right. all right? Yes, you put candy in, and then when you pull the candy out and eat it, it empties. You don't throw the Pez candy dispenser away, you fill it back up with candy, and you use it as many times as you like. She actually thought it came preloaded, and once you eat all the candy, it couldn't be used again. Now, I understand, and I, I would forgive somebody ignorant in, right. in that, because how would you know if you didn't know? But if you don't know, you shouldn't be making laws about something you don't know. And that's what, I, the, to your point about the hunters, if you don't know that semi-automatic weapons are pretty much, are actually every single pistol, right? every single pistol, other than a revolver, which is not a pistol, it's a revolver, right. or a single shot pistol, every other hunting rifle other than a bolt action is a semi-automatic rifle. Correct. So every 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 hunting rifle that is not a bolt action rifle or a single shot rifle will be outlawed if this thing passes. Correct. Tells me that whoever wrote this doesn't really know what they're talking about. And it's sad. And I think you may give them a little bit too much credit because I think they might actually know yeah, what they're maybe. talking about. Um, only because if you look at one sentence in the bill, it says, what will not be illegal. And that's when it goes into basically grandpa's gun that hasn't been shot in 40 years is what's not gonna be legal. What's not gonna be illegal. What, what, what won't be illegal? Uh, I, I can't name them off the top of my head, but guns that are inoperable. <laughs> gun <laughs> Sorry, that was a spit take. Oh my God. That's actually in there, guns that are inoperable. If it's inoperable, it's not a gun. Right, right. <laughs> guns that guns that won't be illegal is a gun that is inoperable, a gun that you make inoperable, a gun, um, you know, a bolt action rifle, um, a, a revolver, basically everything you just rallied off there. Um, and what's interesting is they they intend to, and this is the one that I find almost hysterical. This is where I don't think they really think and know, is they intend to you're going to be able to keep the guns that you have if you have them before this goes into effect, which for most of it would be July 31st of this year. But you're gonna to have to prove that you owned it. So, so it's you, gun registration. 
it's a de facto gun registration. Well, when I spoke with Well County Sheriff Steve Reams, we were talking about this. He raised a really good point. He has, if he has a gun that is a perfectly good working gun that he bought 10 years ago from some guy in Laramie, Wyoming, he doesn't have a receipt for it. How can he ever prove? And what's supposed to happen is if you can't prove it's your gun, you are then going to have to turn them over to your local sheriff's office. They get to keep them for three days to give you time to prove it, and then they have to destroy it. So now they're, it's, it's, a, it's a de facto gun registration and gun and destruction without, without thinking things through. So there's an old saying, not an old saying, uh, I guess it is an old saying. In Boulder, if you want to build something on your house, you hire an architect and um, you have to put a gun turret on the plans. Um, so you're, you're, building, you're building an extension and on top of the extension you put a gun turret because you have to make the plans so ridiculous that you know that they're things you're not going to get. So, and the same thing with bills, that they're going to put things on the bills they know they're going to compromise off. So in this, I'm imagining a lot of this is the stuff that we plan on compromising off. Uh, but still, nonetheless, uh, and, and let me make it very clear as I've done all along with these. These are bills that I will not, I will not comply with. Right. You know, and so I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the ridiculous amount of crime throughout Colorado. I see people shooting up drugs, <laughs> taking drugs, stealing cars, getting arrested and being released within hours. <laughs> but they're going to come and, and put me in jail for for committing no crimes. Right. You know, and so I was I was a legal person yesterday, but today I'm a criminal. Yeah, and fill, as of, fill up the fill up the jails with those with us. Please do. You know, and as of right now, it's it's doing exactly what they what they had hoped it would. You know, the initial preemption law is doing exactly what they had hoped it would do. It's creating a patchwork of laws across the for the most part right now, it's stuck in Boulder County and the metro area. But it's creating a patchwork of laws where people don't know whether they're, where where they're legal and where they're not, so that the big so that the big savior state can step in and and make a you know make it all equal across the state of Colorado and everybody is is illegal at some point. But yes, you will be legal on July thirtieth, and you will be a law-abiding citizen on July thirtieth, and you will be a criminal on July thirty-first. We forget that the biggest mover of guns was Barack Obama. And that when he was president, more guns left gun shelves at stores than any time ever. And as these stories start breaking in Colorado and people start seeing that, um, start seeing this, if they see it, if the media actually starts doing their job, and they might keep this pretty quiet, people are gonna go out and start buying their guns. Mm -hmm. it, it's bound to happen. And you'll start to see, I think, one of the other things the sheriff had said to me was you'll start to see an increase in concealed carry permit applications as well. Anytime something like this happens, he has noticed an increase in concealed carry permits because what um, what has happened to this point is they have not taken where the only places where the concealed carry permits literally have been taken away are in government buildings. Nobody yet has been willing to cross that threshold of um, because they're waiting for the Supreme Court to determine, you know, what a 
what is the term that they use? Sensitive. A sensitive, a sensitive location. Boulder is. has, Boulder, yeah. Boulder, and they're the only one. Yep. Boulder has made it clear uh, that churches, stores, theaters. And they're right in the middle of smack of a lawsuit, which is what everybody else is sitting back and waiting to see before they get which pulled Which is into odd that. because the Bruin case that the Supreme Court ruled on is pretty darn clear yeah. about, about this. And it's uh, something that Justice Thomas from the Supreme Court has said repeatedly, which is that other judges down the chain don't seem to want to pay attention to what the Supreme Court has ruled on these issues. And I think a lot of just a lot of judges know they're in direct defiance of the Supreme Court. All right, let's leave it at this. There is so much of this going on. Complete Colorado is one of the CompleteColorado.com is one of the few places that has been trying to keep a record mm -hmm. of all these ordinances coming on. In fact, you have a, a, a section there for local gun control. People see these things happening. They should get this stuff to you. How Ab do they do that? Absolutely. Um, so you can email me at Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I-E, at CompleteColorado.com. Let me know. It's how we found out about Edgewater. Anytime, you know, they need to, people need to be diligent with their own local back, you know, own local communities and, and what's going on within their city councils and their county commissioners. Check your agendas. See what's on it. See what's coming up. See what's happening on a work session. And if you see something, definitely let me know because, yes, we have tried to stay on top of all the communities that this is happening to. I've been very fortunate in um, having enough followers around the state that I'm generally tipped off pretty well, um, but I need everybody's help in, in making sure. Because generally what happens, if, if we can get on it fast enough, we can usually get the word out big enough and to get others to help getting the word out so that, such as what happened with Edgewater, things or can scale back. Or the other way, by yeah. the way, if you get the word out, there might be people who support these gun laws, right. and they see it, and they can go out there and cheer right. it on. Right. You know, people deserve to know what's going on That's in their the town. Thing. And simply reporting that your town, your city, your county is looking at proposing these gun laws, people ought to know. Absolutely. And instead of just adding it to, to uh, the agenda, people need to know this, and they need to get that information to you so it's on CompleteColorado.com, because ain't nobody else reporting this. Nope. So one more time with the email address. Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I-E, at CompleteColorado.com. The work you do is really important, thank so you. thank you for doing it. Absolutely, love my job. This is John Caldera, and if you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. You can listen to more episodes on all streaming services, with new ones being released weekly. And remember, this is the audio from our television show. To watch the video version, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.